0: i'm alberto and i'm a fan i'm brie and i'm a new
1: in this season
0: of fan vs. new we're covering batman theatrical movie
1: so whether you're a fan or brand new to the genre like me we welcome you to join us each week as we discuss all things batman hey everybody welcome back this week is our second to last episode of season one i can't believe we are coming up to the end already it's really cool
0: I can't believe we lasted. Kind of felt like maybe halfway through we'd give up right around episode four where we had to watch a cartoon movie.
1: (laughs) I'm not the biggest fan of cartoons, no.
0: And that's okay. You stuck through it. You gave it your all. I'm proud of you. Thank you. But sadly, this is the second last episode. And, kind of good news, I feel? I don't know, maybe? Depends how you see it. Last episode of this season actually ends back on a cartoon movie. Well, CGI.
1: I am girding my loins. It it just means, um...
0: That's a weird expression.
1: It is. I, I love throwing phrases at you that you just don't know about, because I always get these funny looks from you. Girding my loins just means I'm, like, pulling up my big girl panties and getting ready for it.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Well, it's a great movie. It's fun. I loved it, I saw it twice in
1: theaters, so. I saw it nunts in theaters, but there will be favorite movies of mine that I'm going to show you that I never saw in theaters. Going to a theater for me is not indicative of how great a movie is, because I don't like theaters.
0: That's next episode where we'll watch Lego Batman movie, released in twenty seventeen. Fun fact, that movie comes out both before and after the episode we're watching today. Today we are watching Justice League, the Snyder Cut.
1: So yeah, so today we're watching the Justice League, not Justice League, which came out before the Lego movie. We're watching the Justice League that was just released in 2021.
0: Yeah, though we are watching two movies sequentially, kind of at the same time, because we are recording two audio tracks at the same time. One for our actual podcast and a second to be released on our Patreon or something along those lines. Coming soon.
1: Yeah. um, It might be released as a bonus episode just out of the blue here one day. You never know. Maybe we'll release it when the Batman comes out.
0: Oh, good point. We will have to do a return to the season next year with Robert Pattinson as Batman. Yes. That movie looks great.
1: And the return... I guess. I thought it was going to be the introduction, but I've now learned it's the return of Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman.
0: Yep. It's pretty great. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry. Did you do that on purpose?
0: Moving right along.
1: (laughs) That was perfect.
0: (laughs) Okay, we're not doing cat (laughs) cons all day today. We are watching, again, we're going to say it again because we keep getting sidetracked, The Justice League, released in 2020, The Snyder
1: Cut. 2021. Oh, yeah. Dang. Mm-hmm.
0: Time's a savage.
1: The only good thing to happen this year. You're looking forward to this movie? Yeah, <laughs> I actually yeah. Interesting. It's got a lot of really great people in it. It's got an awesome cast list. It's not just Batman. But even if it were just Batman, there would be nothing wrong with that. I've come to begrudgingly accept that I am not the hugest fan of Batman. But I am a pretty big fan.
0: It, it Your appreciation has grown over these last 10 episodes, 11, 12, I don't even know anymore episodes. I remember when we pitched this idea, you
1: were... Well, I thought it would be a good idea because I it had so much apathy towards Batman. It's like, nobody in the world dislikes Batman, and then here's me, who's not really even willing to watch a movie.
0: And here we are, 10 in and... You looking forward to one that comes out next year, anyways, back to this one. We could have a podcast just on Segways. We call it Segways and just talk. We
1: could you know there's those people that tell a story and it's really succinct, and they can be like, "This was the beginning, this was the middle, and this was the end. This gentleman next to me can confirm that if I tell a story, it's this is the beginning. This is the beginning, middle, and end of another story. This is the middle. Here's a completely third, brand new, unrelated story, and then maybe I'll get around to the end, but it doesn't often happen.
0: It reminds me of a lot of like the Nolan movies, where we kept having flashbacks and forwards and here and there. We won't get that this time, because Zack Snyder is back. Very linear storyteller. This entire movie is his design, not like the other one, where... Bits and pieces are his, and then influences from the other guy.
1: I actually read that in the Joss one, because obviously I had to prepare for two episodes. In the Joss one, it's only about 10% Zack Snyder. He... Yes.
0: He recut, reshot, did a lot of stuff.
1: He, like, obliterated that movie.
0: He did. Well, I think the biggest, the most noticed within the first five minutes is the shot of Superman and uh, the horrible visual effects on the
1: mustache. I did catch that. I did catch that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. And you warned me about it, so I, I knew to look for it. But it was still pretty
0: funny. Yeah, really jarring <laughs> when you pay 20 dollars to go see that movie in theaters.
1: But And then... Uh, Henry Cavill's
0: upper lip is just one blurry mess, yeah. Yeah, fun fact, the reason he had the mustache was for another movie that he could not shave it for. Um, unless the studio was willing to pay, like, 500 grand. Mission Impossible, Mission I Impossible, impossible. yep. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, back to this movie. Mm-hmm. Directed by Zack Snyder. Written by Zack Snyder. Chris Trio and Will Bell.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, we've got a pretty extensive list of creative credits. We
0: do. I mean, it is the Justice League. There's it is the Justice five League. Five
1: characters. Yeah. So we're going to go through them. We have Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster for Superman,
0: Bob Kane and Bill Finger, officially Batman,
1: William Moulton Marsden, who created Wonder Woman.
0: Aquaman, created by Mort
1: Weinsinger and Paul Norris. Gardner Fox, who created the Justice League of America and The Flash.
0: Also getting credit in this movie is Jack Kirby, the creator of the Fourth World, which is kind of the backbone
1: of this entire story. So without the Fourth World, uh, Gardner Fox couldn't have created the Justice League.
0: Yeah, think of it like the comic book inspiration... Like the Batman Rises from The Dark
1: Knight Rises. Okay. Same deal. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense.
0: Yep. Star-studded cast all over again. Most of them returning from the previous movie because this was supposed to be all out contracts. Honestly,
1: yeah. There are so many people in this movie that I just couldn't include them all. I just... We went... Top five, eight,
0: something. I don't know. Can't count right now. It's too early. Henry Cavill, Superman... Ben Affleck, Batman.
1: Jason Momoa, Aquaman. Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. Ezra Miller as The Flash. Ray Fisher as Cyborg. Jesse Eisenberg returns for about two minutes of screen time, but I had to include him. Diane Lane, who that? Uh, Diane Lane is Martha Martha Kent. Oh, she's
0: back. Oh, she is back, yes. And then Amy Adams as Lois Lois Lane. Sorry, I just saw tagline and it is the dumbest thing ever Uh it's depressing is this the tagline from this movie or the theatrical movie
1: this movie
0: that's so lame the tagline for this movie is us united that's it
1: and for those rare few who are type a minded like myself and enjoy things like number dumps I'm sorry, we don't have a number dump for you for this week because this was released in digital streaming, yeah.
0: But I did, when this whole thing came out, they did say that HBO Max, the streaming service that it was released on, had a skyrocket record-baking new subscribers just for this one movie.
1: I'm not in the least bit surprised. I... When this came out, I was not a Batman fan, I was not following DC, and even I knew what a huge deal this was. It could not be escaped.
0: Yes. Now, just a quick, quick, quick question.
1: Do you remember
0: the phenomenon of Release the Snyder Cut?
1: The... I do. I do. I remember that floating around for a long time. The world... The people today can do amazing things with the internet. They can get... Sonic Redrawn. They can get Justice League as it was intended to be released. They can get Britney Spears free. They can do a lot. Just so y'all know, we are recording this the day after Britney Spears was officially freed from a 12-year-long abusive as heck conservatorship conservatorship. and i for one as i've mentioned i work in in personal care and i for one am so happy to see this egregious abuse finally come to an end
0: yeah it's kind of wild that just a hashtag free britney release the snyder cut fix sonic the hedgehog All of that has so much weight in our world right now. It is unbelievable. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy.
1: I think of things like elections where people say, I'm just one person. What can I do? And I'm not trying to get political on you. I'm not pushing you to go do anything political, whatever. All I'm saying is it's like that. One vote matters. That one person who decides to sign that one petition or throw that hashtag at the end of their posts, they don't realize the impact they're actually making on things that matter. Yeah,
0: it gets people talking. And I remember back in, what, twenty seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, 18, 19, all of those years, any time there was any DC fandom, DC... News. It was always that hashtag, to the point where it was covered in media outlets all the time. There is no Snyder Cut. HBO says no. It wasn't until they were bought out that news started to rise that they actually do exist. So, hashtag away, I guess. Well,
1: couldn't Snyder have confirmed himself that there was a Snyder Cut?
0: He did. He said he finished it, and he watched it, and it was great, and then personal stuff happened within his life that had him step away from the project. He wasn't able to finish it. Um, Also, at this point, I think Avengers 2 came out, which was really heavy on the laughs and the funs. Like, that entire intro where they're fighting on that castle thing, like, that's all you know, one of them swears and the other goes language and everyone laughs.
1: Not that there aren't laughs to be had. Okay, so, just for the sake of, because I'm going to bring up the jaw Whedon, just for the sake of that, I've, I've now seen that movie, we've done that episode, so I, I think of things like when, I can't remember if it was Cyborg or The Flash, somebody says something to Bruce Wayne about, well, what's your superpower? And he's like, I'm rich. I literally laughed out. I couldn't not. It's, I've It's. said it for so long. Oh,
0: that's a real superpower <laughs> in this day and age. Just being rich. You can go to space. Like, money, money's a superpower.
1: So, I've said multiple, multiple, multiple times that Bruce Wayne annoys me because...
0: He's too dark, too broody.
1: Yes, he's just, I mean, have a little happy. I don't know. Just have more development to the character. There has to be more than just this vigilante out for justice who in his real life pulls a lot of punani. And then when he's not pulling that punani, he's just sitting in the dark all, Ooh, what was me? I like this Bruce Wayne because he admits it's been 20 years. He's jaded. He makes a hilarious joke about how like, the Riddler and Penguin, right? And, oh, they're so twenty years ago or something like that. Was funny. It showed an evolution of a character that we haven't seen yet, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the characters in the movie, not as much as I did the plot storyline thing, which was a little bit too forgetting that Joss Whedon had done the Avengers. I was sitting there like, this is giving me such an Avengers feel. And I didn't necessarily love it because while I love the Avengers and that whole. Universe. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's Avengers. DC is much darker. And it felt wrong. It felt very discombobulated.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've said it many times. DC has higher stakes. It's more dark, more real, more gritty. That's why I enjoy the comics over the Marvel side.
1: So I guess what I'm thinking about going into this is that Joss Whedon removed 90% of Zack Snyder's work. Now I have to wonder, this is a four hour long movie that's 100% Zack Snyder's work. The plot, is it even going to be anywhere near the same?
0: From what I remember, the plot, so the differences between both movies are... Extensive runtime and everything—you don't notice a lot of differences in plot line or anything like that. You're noticing more differences in establishing shots, right? Shot from different because you know whenever they film movies, they usually have two or three angles. They pick one, they cut them. So in a lot of the the Snyder cuts, you are seeing two or three angles cut together, whereas in the Whedon version you are only seeing one static view line. So a lot of the runtime is padded by having different angles. And uh sequences happen at the different times. Like we can't talk to it because we've only seen and recorded one episode yet. But I'm gonna say we're gonna cut the pre-movie first and make this super short, and chances are the post-movie is going to be quite a bit longer, because we're going to have to dissect two movies at the same time, twice. hmm But, like, it, storyline, it's more or less the same. Characters, a little bit more developed, a little bit more fleshed out, just based on runtime and cut scenes.
1: Just based on the reading I've done, I know why Zack Snyder left the project,
0: Truly tragic.
1: I also know why Joss Whedon was brought onto the project, which happened prior to Zack Snyder leaving. They worked together for a little while. My only concern, and I guess question, and pardon me if it's ignorant, because I really don't understand how these things work. There's a four hour long cut that we're about to watch. So if he left the project early... And then they had Jost, had turned around and recut all of this stuff. Are we going to see a complete movie here, or are we seeing scenes? Yeah,
0: so actually a lot of people were worried about that when it got re-released last year, and we are seeing a completed movie. What had happened was, with all the media exposure to release the Snyder Cut, um, Warner Brothers, or their parent company, told them to release it. So they brought back Zack, and they said finish the movie. Really the only things that needed touch up according to what was reported, who knows if it's true, but this is all the information I have, so this is what you get, is that ninety percent of the movie was complete, ten percent needed like retouches on like digital graphics, adding capes and things like that. But the majority of the movie was already filmed, finished, and went through post production in the few months last year.
1: And then they brought the cast back to film, like, an epilogue? Yeah, so
0: there is an epilogue-ish thing that happens that's just a, more or less a teaser. Because this universe, the the Snyderverse that he has created, is a lot more dark, a lot more gritty. In the last movie, you saw the Flash appear in a dream. Is Batman now having premonitions, is he going crazy from never sleeping so it opened up a lot of doors so there is an epilogue scene that kind of pushes you in a certain direction and hopefully it's enough to get Zack back to finish the story because it is awesome.
1: Well according to Zack Snyder there is no finishing it unless Warner Brothers agrees to it because the Justice League killed the DCEU it
0: did it did however there is still a flash movie that's coming that will essentially reset the DCEU because it's too dark there is Aquaman Jason Momoa has two movies there's two Wonder Woman there's two Wonder Woman movies that are also there um there was talk that Cyborg was gonna get his own movie but I think that got killed with Justice League but anyways like like I said before This is a long movie, we are watching both at the same time, recording two episodes at the same time, so the pre-movie
1: stuff is done. And now we are going to go sit for four hours. To watch a great movie. I am assuming it's going to be, I am assuming I'm going to like it, because I didn't absolutely hate the Justice League, so. Let's do it. Maybe this movie will have a race between Batman, or between Superman and The Flash too, because that little 40 seconds at the end of the credits on the last one is my favorite thing ever. Yeah, except
0: The Flash is so dumb he doesn't know which way is the Pacific Ocean. Anyways, let's go watch a movie. And that was the Snyder Cut four hours later.
1: It has indeed been very <laughs> Long, also entertaining. It's been four hours. But worth it. It was really good. Much better than theatrical. Agreed. I'm really happy to note that most of the scenes that particularly struck me were Snyder scenes. There are a few things that I found entertaining in. What I'm now knowing is Joss's work, Joss Whedon's work. But other than that, the moment where you come in on Wonder Woman and she is standing on that golden statue. Before you
0: continue, I'm just going to preface with all of Wonder Woman's scenes. Whenever her music started playing, you knew that scene was going to be a 10 out of 10.
1: Yeah, she kind of stole the show. Yeah, I, I have said this before, that Uma Thurman is one of the most beautiful women I can think of. 10 out of 10, she is just gorgeous. And then I saw Gal Gadot. And not only is she talented, she's so talented. She's got... A really classical beauty, and a poise about her that just reminds me of old Hollywood class. I think she is probably the standard. She's. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Like for myself, that's the unattainable. That's the gold standard right there. Is Gal Gadot.
0: I agree. She is gorgeous. It's hard to voice this because I'm a guy, so <laughs>
1: I can objectify women easier yeah. because I'm doing it. In,
0: yeah. like... I yeah. will say she is. She is gorgeous. There's some movies that come to mind where they show her like in more thirst trappy clothes, but she isn't like. She's not as objectified, I found in media, and maybe that's just her and her contracts writing it in there. Mm. But even in movies where she is objectified, she is not objectified. Like everything is. There's no
1: objectification just for the point of objectification. Yes, yes, correct. So
0: yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to get across, without sounding like a complete creep. But like like a
1: story (laughs) that had come from you. She wouldn't accept a just uh, objectification in the form of the Flash um, tripping and falling onto her bosom. Which, by the way, completely unnecessary. I'm really glad she stood up for herself. I'm really glad that even though that director had chose to threaten her, she still ho- has stood her ground. Because falling on the steps totally realistic there was no reason in Whedon's cut that there had to be her falling onto her breast him falling onto her breasts yeah so and yeah and that
0: was a stand-in a for her because no way Jose
1: that's just I think it was I said I wanted to see you know 20 years ago women weren't really standing up for themselves like they are today So you have the pure objectification of Michelle Pfeiffer. And I am sure that women in those times did not necessarily have even the place to stand up and say, you cannot treat me like this without exactly what they did to Gal Gadot and them still standing their grounds.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, We've come a long way. Not far enough, but we've come a long way.
1: We are. It's, it's really nice to see.
0: So, we've watched both back-to-back, back, and we're supposed to be recording two episodes right now, but the differences in the films are so glaring that pretty much both recordings kind of sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> At least the post-movie, but what did you think of the Snyder cuts story?
1: I think it filled in holes that needed to be filled in. Definitely. The just seeing the Snyder cut now and how truly integral to everything that Cyborg was. And even in the theatrical release, he was integral. He was ultimately the re the only reason they were going to win. Right. But there was no explanation of why or how. Just, oh, I'm connected with the mother square? What box. Is it? Mother, mother box. Mother box, right. I'm connected with the mother box, and I'm evolving every day, and I'm learning new every day, and I now have this super magical, powerful, computer, computer. processing Everything. body. <laughs> and that wasn't really explained in the Justice League but I felt it was beautifully explained and covered in the Snyder Cut and it just makes me want to go and smack a man for treating a character this way and a human being the way he did too but we're not gonna nah that's we're not gonna get on soapboxes because everybody knows who is in the right and who was in the wrong and we just don't need to further it along no so
0: last time, Batman versus Superman, you said, "I hate this Batman." Did I? You did. You voiced it many times. I hate this Batman, and a few other things. It's dumb. Blah blah blah
1: blah. Okay, now let me ask: Did I hate the Batman, or was I saying I was hating Affleck? No, the Batman because I didn't particularly love Batman in the last movie. Yep. I thought he was a little bit abrasive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll stand by. I didn't like Batman in Batman versus Superman, but the whole point was for him to be yeah, dislike yes, Superman. So, but this movie, I liked him. I thought when we didn't have. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm even saying this. This is the corniest, schmozziest thing. And even worse, it's going to make you happy to hear. When we didn't have Superman to be that beacon of hope, then Batman stepped in and became the beacon. Stop it! (gasps) Oh! Yes! Yes.
0: It's going to be like... I'm sure the editor's going to put cheers and crowd applause in the post. I'm, I'm sure that's coming.
1: <laughs> uh, go on. I'm sorry. For... <laughs> you could see the evolution of what he was, what he saw that Superman was, that he knew that more was coming and that the world was going to need that hope and need to see the strength and the power and that they're not going to give up. And so he did what he could on his own before Diana came to tell them that it was starting. He was already out there making the moves to build the team with his boss helping him the whole way. Alfred. Alfred. I really enjoyed that. This is Alfred. I work for him line. Beauty. But yeah, I I did. I enjoyed this Batman. Batman. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie, watching this movie like Badfleck, he he climbed up on my list pretty quick.
1: He did. It's oh, and I hate Ben Affleck. But it, I I'm going to have to separate the art from the artist and I'm going to have to say that the art was
0: very well done. It was. Just talking on the character of Batman because this is our Batman season. Mm-hmm. Dude was smart. Mm-hmm. He wasn't overly broody like uh, Nolan's, where he couldn't smile. He cracked a few jokes.
1: Ah, oh, the best jokes. Uh, by the way, really happy to see that the "I'm rich" joke was a Snyder thing because that was gold too. That was real.
0: It, it is. It's, so it's real. a superpower
1: <laughs> at this point. It's awesome. And then for him, later, to come in and be like, yeah, this is Alfred. I work for him. Which, can we talk about Alfred? Can we?
0: You've always had a distaste for Alfred. It's been 11 episodes, and you have never said anything good about Alfred, except for Michael Caine's first portrayal, where you said, I liked it, and then immediately backtracked on the second one.
1: Yeah, maybe it's Jeremy Irons, maybe it's the way that he was written by Snyder and um, Chris Terrio, I don't know, however, I turned to you and I was, I had said, I gotta stop, I gotta remember to like, just shut up, leave it all for when we talk, because now I'm repeating myself, but... This Alfred could do the stuff that the other Alfreds did. This Alfred could take Rachel's letter and burn it. And he could get away with it. Because this Alfred isn't a servant. He's a partner and an equal. And I liked that.
0: I feel this Alfred
1: actually took care of
0: Bruce Wayne when he was a kid, while all the other ones just kind of... Watched over him, whereas this one actually took on that role of father figure and could actually say, Hey, don't do stupid stuff. You know? Because, like, that, the way he talks to Bruce, you know, it's just, it comes across like, Yeah, like, this man raised that guy. You know, there's those inside jokes, the wine cellar, you know, like, those
1: things. The other ones are just kind of there. Another thing that stood out to me because it was just so real. Have you do you know in real life any people from England? No. Okay, so I used to work with a lady who she'd lived here for years. She has her permanent residency, but has decided to maintain her English citizenship. Either ways, whatever. Um she would she would notice us in the kitchen at work and watch people throwing their water into the microwave to heat up the tea or just using random tea bags. And then here's her, she got her loose teas, her kettle, but then her pot, because it goes in the pot before it goes in the cut. She was very particular about it. And I was watching that scene and I laughed my butt off just with the realism of it. Obviously, rightfully so. Mm -hmm. English people are tea snobs.
0: I think anyone who has uh, grown an appreciation for tea is a tea snob.
1: I mean, it's fair. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying it felt very real to me. It immediately put me back into that lunchroom and that person being like, you, I'm not going to do an accent. I can, but I'm not going to. That's offensive. <laughs> so, but she would always be, like, you guys are distraught. You're so disloyal to a beautiful, th-. it was just, I couldn't, I don't see the, but I'm also the same if I see somebody disrespecting coffee beans and not, yeah. So I get it. Because I'm that way with coffee, but it still felt very real and very hilarious. I just went on a five-minute tangent about tea. Yeah, something that you don't like. No, I love tea. I just prefer coffee. There, you don't ever wake up on days and just be like, I don't feel like something as strong or bold as a coffee, so you'll order like a tea instead.
0: No, I'm a very set-in-my-ways man.
1: I have coffee in the morning, tea in the evening. See, I'll just drink just coffee or just tea. I don't alternate.
0: No, if it's cold,
1: a cocoa, hot
0: chocolate. But Generally, I have a tea in the evening with cookies and crumpets. Something. Biscuits. (laughs) biscuits <laughs> I do not want to say it but yeah
1: <laughs> we are talking about British people say biscuits. I saw a post on Facebook the other day where somebody was like this is what I no, they'll appreciate it this is what I think of when I think of biscuits and gravy and it was a picture of like chocolate chip cookies with gravy all over it it was so gross but it made so much sense
0: Okay. All right. Visual representation required. Check out the Instagram, (laughs) because I'm just sitting here watching this person laugh, and I have no idea what they're talking about, so... I get it, but...
1: It was funny. We're
0: we're practically on radio right now. You gotta...
1: (laughs) Are you saying I wasn't descriptive enough?
0: No. Back to the show.
1: I think the people who have uh, come to listen to our podcast every week have come to recognize that we are going to go off on unrelated tangents.
0: I mean, tangently related, but this isn't even a tangent at this point. This is a whole <laughs> different city.
1: Now we return to our regularly scheduled programming. I've lost my train of thought.
0: (laughs) Okay, watching both movies side by side. Mm -hmm. As a noob, or semi-fan at this point, do you need to watch the Snyder Cut?
1: Absolutely you do. I think if there's a do you need to watch, it should be do you need to watch the Joss theatrical release, which I think you don't. The Snyder Cut fills in all those plot holes. It makes it 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 gives the movie more heart there is so much more heart in this it fixes the problem of the stupid childish flash now we only have a childish flash I don't tend to like the childish type characters that's why I haven't watched the newer Spider-Mans but now he's not childish and dumb I mean, so, he was never
0: dumb, which is the messed up part, because even in the in the theatrical release, he goes and sees his father, and he says, the dad says, you finished your university. But then in the next scene when he meets Batman and Wonder Woman, he's like a doting, bumbling
1: speedster. Yeah, it it isn't my favorite iteration of Flash. I get that they have to all start somewhere. But it bothered me that he didn't have a team. Where's his Cisco? Where's his Caitlin? Hey, that's all T V world. Are you telling me that these characters that they're going to become Caitlyn becomes uh Evil Frost? You going tell Frost. me Killer Frost, yes. You're gonna tell me Killer Frost doesn't exist and that T V invented her? No, I'm not saying that. Well then obviously he has his people. But I'm saying that in the
0: comics they're not friends so in the comics he has nobody well, no everyone's got somebody but this they... this
1: person that they've introduced has nobody he's got a father in jail who's told him to stop seeing him
0: but again they all gotta start somewhere okay do you if, if you had the powers to read minds tomorrow Would you seriously go out and tell a group of friends, hey, I got powers to read minds? Or would you like slowly build up trust, do it all on your own at first, and then tell people?
1: Now, am I working with somebody like The Flash who can turn back my mistake? No. Okay. I wouldn't use my powers to find out how people felt about me. So, you wouldn't have to. Well, no, I'm just It getting, would,
0: it would, uh, you're cutting the trust me off. would be broken as soon as you said that. You're cutting me off. I apologize. You can start from back in there.
1: I wouldn't use my powers to find out how a person thinks of me. And it would be a betrayal, but I'd also never have to tell them. I would never have to be like, I I listen to your thoughts to feel how you feel to find out how you feel about me. But it's dangerous to do so. At the same time, you might find out something you don't want to know. Therefore, if I had the powers to read minds, I wouldn't tell anybody. There you go. Excuse me, though. But I would still have people in my life. I just wouldn't want to put. Even a wrinkle of distrust. I wouldn't want to distrust them if I heard a thought I wasn't supposed to hear. And I wouldn't want them to distrust that I was going to use my power to invade their most personal space. Alright, so that's Barry Allen's thing at the same time.
0: This Barry Allen.
1: This Barry- no. I said I would still have people in my life. He's got nobody. Maybe he's still building up that trust.
0: So in this universe, what? Batman's been around for twenty years. Uh huh. Superman's been around for two.
1: Batman has nobody by choice. Well, that's cause he they keep dying. Yeah. I feel like you need to add in like a
0: Or like a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And the post credit scene even says or it was a post credit scene. It's part of the end now, Mm -hmm. where uh, the Joker says, I just keep murdering everyone
1: you love. Is it just me, or did anybody else get chills down their spine when Batman was like, and make no mistake, I effing will kill you.
0: Yeah. I was just
1: like, that, no, like, uh, intimidation shiver. Like, it really, really...
0: Ben Affleck did great with this role. Like, that's all I can say. I know you don't like him as the actor, but his portrayal of the character is right up there with Keaton. So
1: I hate it, but it's true. Mm-hmm. He 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 did a good job. He did like you think about Keaton, or sorry, you think about Bale? No, not even Bale's fine. Who's what? You think about how how Affleck did? Okay. And then you think about George Clooney, who I knew I was going to go in disliking that performance, but I don't particularly mind George Clooney. He's just kind of, you know, my mom always thought he was hot. He was just that doctor from ER to Mm. me, you know? But he put in such a terrible performance. I don't care what anybody ever says, that was a rotten performance and he can and does perform so much better than that he called this in for a paycheck
0: oh you become the batman automatically if you're in every single entertainment news article ever good or bad you're in all of them
1: not to mention i don't care how much a movie sucks you stand by your work you stand by the work that you did. You can hate it all you want privately, but it is completely disrespectful to the work that was made and all of your co-workers, the crew, the cast, everybody, all the work they did that you're now gonna turn around and give people refunds for seeing that movie. It was disrespectful and completely out of line. I don't care if it's not a passion project. You still stand by the work you did. If you're getting paid for that work, you stand by the work you did.
0: Agreed. I'm very emotional right now. I don't know why. Like, I'm not dissent.
1: People, know it. It's something that gets my blood boiling. I... There is an actress in Hollywood who had the audacity to say that she didn't submit her name for any awards because she wasn't given good enough work to deserve an award she was very shortly thereafter written off of what project mm. she was on i think i know who we're talking well
0: who you're talking about i've shaded anyway i have
1: shaded way too many people on this already so i'm just going to start keeping people's names out of it cuz i don't know can we can get sued. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we totally can.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I'd rather not. But... <laughs> like I was saying pre rant, this, uh, this Batman, as you said in the post credit there, sh- sent shivers down your spine. This Batman is intimidating.
1: Yes. The only scared.
0: other one that came close for me personally was Keaton. But that's more because of the director at the time. Right? Very dark, very you only ever saw silhouettes mostly of him. Everyone else, like Bale. I don't know if it's just the the macho in me, but I feel like I could take Bale.
1: Right? Kilmer I know he's not. I get I get what you're saying. And I mean, if we put Christian Bale up next to the other Batmans and stuff, but he just feels diminutive.
0: He does, doesn't he? Like, the entire Batman character, as Batman as he is, Bale just seems like, I could take him. I feel like
1: I could take- Batman before Batman hit the gym.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like Clooney, I could take Clooney. Kilmer, totally could. Bale, I feel like I could. But- Ben Affleck's Batman, kind of sized like a tank. Like, I feel like that is very intimidating to me. The other Batman, I could take.
1: He was big, and it was impressive that he was built of his own... It wasn't a padded suit. No. That was Where legitimate. were they hiding the voice modulator?
0: In the cowl? But most of that is done in post
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: like in in Batman, Batman, the voice modulators and the eye stuff, that's all in the cowl and it distorts everything.
1: Do you know one thing I picked up on that I didn't think made sense was even when Bruce was in the Batman suit around the other team members, when he was in the suit, he was using the Batman voice, but it's like you're around your comrades, you could use your regular voice. It's in the suit. That's... I know, but they should have thought of that.
0: Yeah, they should have asked what what's up with the Batman voice. Because it, it does get brought up in a few other movies that we won't actually be watching because cameos and stuff. And I think maybe TV shows, but it is a... He's a very stoic character. So jokes don't usually come from him. They're directed at him and his retort is the the punchline. Like, why are you using your batman voice
1: things like that
0: but that has come up before in cartoons and such
1: all right good cuz yeah it doesn't logically make sense you're you're around people that you can for the most part and def- definitely at this particular point in time trust i feel like i needed to add that particular point in time cuz i I'm, I'm i'm feeling like in comic book world there's Like an iteration of every single one of them going crazy and needing to be put down. He's nodding. So, him to have, like, you can obviously, he's cognitively making the choice to lower his voice. Yeah,
0: well, in a lot of the comics, only the main three, four, five, however many, only the main know that he's Bruce Wayne. He'll know everyone's secret identity, but only, like, a select few know who he is.
1: Yeah. I mean, the dude's overly paranoid, so... Can we backtrack a few episodes, because something just popped into my head, and... Remember when you said that Christian Bale had said that he would walk away from the project completely if there was a Robin? Yeah. Do you think he knew, then, in the third movie, that that character was building up to be a Robin?
0: I don't think he did. I think the post-credit, or not even post-credit, like that ending scene where the lady's like, oh, why don't you use your real name? I like it. And he's like, psh, whatevs. And she's like, Robin's a very nice name. I think that was just kind of like a thrown-in-there kind of last-minute change. I don't think it was...
1: No, I think it was a cognizant thought in Christopher Nolan's head the entire time. Really? Go back and watch it and, like, you can see where those little, what are they called? Easter bunnies? Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Where those little Easter eggs are where you can see, like, as he talks about growing up in the boys' home and as, yeah, you could see it. It was it was there. It was foreshadowed, which is why I had to wonder if Christian Bale was told about it. Or if he was told about it, if he just didn't care because it was the last movie he was going to do and you never actually say he's Robin.
0: Yeah. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, like
1: maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Now we'll fast forward back to our our current program.
0: So we are roughly about an hour in
1: mm-hmm. of
0: this episode. We've talked about a few things. There's one thing that we've kind of glossed over, both in this episode and the last, but it's something that needs to get brought up. The quote unquote nightmare sequence. It only happens when he dreams. Last time you mentioned it, kind of glossed over it, you were asking if he's having premonitions or what. Now you've seen the Snyder cut, which actually includes more of the nightmare scenes. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think?
1: I think it's like a warning. I don't... I'm willing to accept that Bruce Wayne might be a little precognitive. I don't believe that he is a psychic per se. But I can accept that the universe is such that it could deem to send him warnings in the form of his dream. And it's not a guarantee that this future will happen, but it's one of those possibilities that could happen if they don't come together in the right way, kind of a thing. And truly, we'll never know.
0: Do you wish, though?
1: Do I want to see an evil Superman? No. I can only handle Red Kryptonite Superman for, like, one episode max.
0: Because this movie does set up an entirely different timeline, which is very dark, full of despair, the beacon of hope is lost, don't you wish you could have seen that?
1: No, no, I'm sorry, I don't. I
0: for someone who likes to see the bad guy win.
1: I know it's it's annoying, right? I I could handle, Aquaman going evil. I could handle the Flash going dark. Dark Flash is awesome. I could handle any single one of them going dark. I truly, really could. But to me, Superman has always been that one shining light. He has no weakness. He has no... Of man. Of man. He has no weakness. And because nothing can corrupt him of man, he is just hope for me he is just strength and honor and dignity and hope I cannot see you told me of that world where Lois dies and he goes very very dark and I don't want to see it it was cool to hear about but I don't want to see it however I would like to see 20 years later when he's over it and he's now Superman and Wonder Woman that would be awesome to see but I don't want all the dark stuff in the middle. I'm sorry. He is a beacon of light and hope, and I don't want him dark.
0: You know, they say sometimes you gotta walk through darkness to get to the light. Just saying, for a man who's never experienced any adversity at all, kinda like character development at that point.
1: It's true. And he can have all of that development. I just don't have to watch it. (laughs) I can come back in when when it's happy and hopeful again.
0: Well, there is a hashtag. I think it's reinstate the Snyder cut. Something like that. The Snyderverse, I think. Oh. Something like that. People be on the interwebs trying to get back this storyline. Because it is a lot darker. It and- is very different from what they're planning
1: that epilogue and the end of the movie in general that cliffhanger set up such a beautiful second movie plot with zero follow-through and it's kind of sad
0: yep you had cyborg um mira
1: deathstroke yeah and i would like to know mr snyder what happened to aquaman what exactly did clark do to him I know it was a dream, but I still want to know. I Murder him. But how? What exactly did Clark do to him? I told you I like to hear about it. I just don't want to watch it. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll never know. Because this is in the hands of Warner Brothers. And every time someone posts that hashtag, it usually gets taken down pretty quick. Really? Yeah, they're not really letting... The fans speak as they used to. Kind of a weird thing.
1: Well, I would say let's go start a GoFundMe or something. Not a GoFundMe. (laughs) I would say we should go start like a petition.org thing. But a petition closely related to DC got so many signatures with absolutely zero traction. So it's pointless.
0: When they have their mind
1: made up that they're when they have their minds made up that they're going to do something, then it's just kind of they're going to do that.
0: Well, not to mention petition.org doesn't legally obligate you to do anything. It's just one of those suggestion feedback kind of
1: things. I honestly don't think I've ever heard of any online petition actually working.
0: Not unless the rules say they have to follow the petition There was one where you could nominate someone to meet a certain singer. And the internet was young at the time, let's say. And they nominated someone who should not have been near that singer at all. And they had to follow through. Yeah. You know, surprisingly, for a four-hour movie, plus two from the theatrical release... We don't have a lot to talk about. Like, it's just a good movie.
1: It flowed really naturally.
0: Four hours did not feel like four hours. It
1: didn't. It really, really didn't. I was surprised, because some of those Christopher Nolan movies started feeling real long.
0: Yeah, Yeah, For for a movie that didn't have a lot of action, it engaged you very well.
1: Oh, yeah. I was totally into it. I was coming up with stuff. I'm, like, sitting there blowing your mind as I'm coming out with things, like, even before it wasn't even explained in here. It wasn't. And I'm sitting there, like, theoretically, if they lost the third one, they could just hook Cyborg up to it and he would make the unity. And they never, ever covered that, but I came up with it all on my own, and then I found out it's a thing, and I just felt really proud of me. Yeah, no,
0: a really, really good movie. Though, sadly, not a lot to talk about, so we'll just move on to trivia?
1: Sure thing, sure thing. I think, so the catch-up, right, we're calling that the catch-up?
0: Yeah, that was the catch-up. We're all caught up now.
1: So then what should we call trivia? It should be like the... Trivia. Sure, yeah. All oh, right. Yes, we're going to move on to trivia. We're going to move on to the section of things that you already know, probably.
0: Oh, that was the name, actually. Yes, it was. From it was. season two or one or episode, yeah. whatever. We were we were like, let's talk about things you already know. That was the thing.
1: All that right. That
0: was the name. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, gonna... so we got the catch up and stuff you already know.
1: <laughs> All right. Our first piece, it's important to note Anything you recognized from the previous movie that showed up here, 100% Zack Snyder. According to him, this film contains absolutely zero shots filmed by Joss Whedon. I mean, they were all trash anyways. So yeah. He also did this movie for no cost because he didn't want people stepping in and dictating to him how it should be power move yeah
0: speaking of power moves back in 2017 during the original recordings yeah right during the original recordings of this movie warner brothers brought in whedon to give it a lighter tone because he was part of that avengers junk and unfortunately zach snyder had a death in the family he lost his daughter during that time that coupled with the studio trying to take control from him and give it a light tone because of Whedon, he ended up walking away from the project. Anyways, this movie, re released, well, not even re released because it was never released, this movie released in 2021, dedicated to his daughter, Autumn, who passed away, unfortunately. Sadly, a moment of silence was given just now.
1: It was. Maybe moving on to Less Sad, we have this next piece. Shots of Henry Cavill in the nightmare sequence weren't filmed during the epilogue. They were borrowed from Man of Steel and from Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't they didn't bring Henry Cavill back just to do No, most of this movie was, like we said before,
0: like ninety percent complete from twenty seventeen before the hack job came. Speaking of this movie being 100% complete, four hours long, this marks the longest film in every actor's career or actress. Everyone who worked on this film, this holds the record in their career.
1: It also dethroned Avengers Endgame. No, Avengers Age of Ultron as one of the Avengers Age of Ultron or Endgame, one of them. It dethroned that movie as the longest superhero movie to date, and I'm pretty sure it's just the longest movie anywhere to date.
0: To date. That line frightens me. Right? This is a four hour movie. Like, if you start making five hour movies where I gotta take a half day off work, I'm gonna stop doing that. Like, I'm gonna go movies at that point.
1: If theaters can't do, like, the 7 o'clock showing, 5 o'clock showing, 9 o'clock showing, right. I did those out of order. Yeah. Um,
0: You'll be there at 9 a.m., 3 in the afternoon, and then maybe, if you're lucky, a 8, 8 p.m.
1: show. Yeah. yeah. And that'll go all the way to midnight. Yeah, that's... I couldn't imagine sitting in a theater for that long. Right. Well, that's
0: not not forget that most of those theater workers are kids
1: yeah i want to say that i feel really bad for them like getting out that late at night but i worked at an arena and it was quite regular for me to get out that late at night with a rowdy crowd as well no i
0: I mean it happens all over but still they're kids they Let, let them
1: be kids Let's not keep them, maybe, to work at midnight when they have homework and school the next day. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's all I'm saying. I can see that. They are
0: the future. Let them have a good education.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Ooh, on top of being the longest-running movie, mm-hmm. on top of that, this currently holds a 73% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. The Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the theatrical release is sitting at... 55. Ooh. Didn't even break 50. Ooh. It's actually sitting at 40. Actually, I don't even know right now because I didn't check that. Ooh. It's probably lower. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that... It was bad, but Ooh, it wasn't that it was, bad, no, was it? No, it was really bad. It was really bad. There was over-sexualization of Wonder Woman. Dumb flash. Cyborgs, like 90% of his scenes got taken away...
1: I guess I was just trying to focus on the positives.
0: Yeah, that's all Rainbow and Sunshine, but that was a bad movie. There's so many plot holes, so many odd visual choices. It's just
1: bad. I get it. I I can agree with that. I can agree with that for sure. Did you know that Zack Snyder is in this movie?
0: You know, if I directed movies, I would be in every single movie. So I'm not too surprised.
1: Next time you watch, you will see Zack Snyder as a customer at the coffee shop that Lois visits very early in the film.
0: The coffee shop where she grabs coffee for the cop.
1: The cop, yeah. Ah. It's not even very early in the film. It's
0: like midway film. Yeah, but it's a four-hour movie, so it's it's early. (laughs) That cop is actually the actor that portrayed Jimmy Olsen... Back in the Superman movie from 1978, the one with Christopher Reeve.
1: May he rest. Which, you know, because we're talking about Christopher Reeve and may his poor soul rest in peace, George Reeves, may his poor soul rest in peace, was one of the original Superman. I'm just going to say to the souls, to the spirits, to the families who have power to do so, of... Joe Schuster, and Jerry Siegel, please lift the Superman curse. Just please. It's done. We know you got the shaft. I understand you should have been paid more money. Please lift the curse. So many bad things have happened. Moving on.
0: Zack Snyder has gone on record to say that he has never seen the theatrical release of this movie.
1: Don't blame him. I I wouldn't want to see the project where they attempted to wrest the control away from me.
0: Yeah, well, not to mention all that personal stuff that was going on in his life at the same time. Like, that would just be soul-crushing. He'd probably leave the industry at that point. Like,
1: Well, clearly he didn't.
0: No, but if he saw the hack job of a movie,
1: yeah I mean, it's, it's a little much. All right. The next little piece of hidden information that we find in the movie. Yeah, kind it's called of- Easter Eggs. Thank you. Okay, and the next Easter egg that's hiding within this movie occurs when we meet Barry Allen.
0: For the first time.
1: For the very first time, yeah. The truck that hits the hot dog cart, you'll notice written on the side is Gardner Fox, which is, if you guys will remember from the beginning of the episode, Gardner Fox was one of the creators of the Justice League of America, and he created The Flash. So to have that introduction to the Flash and to have his creator's name. I think it was really... It was good. Yeah. Really nicely tied in. Obviously it was supposed to, but still. I love something. I love things like that. Yeah. I really do. I really love things like that. And the next piece of trivia is supposed to be
0: mine, but there's a lot of big words in there, so I am not gonna flub them. <laughs> and instead, feel free to read them.
1: Okay. So... The, there's like a ghost town that they've gone to at the end of the movie. There's two pieces of trivia about this ghost town. We'll start with the first one. The fictional ghost town is based on Pripyat, which is in Ukraine. It houses the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. If anybody out there doesn't know what Chernobyl is, Google it. Basically that place is so saturated in radiation. It won't be inhabitable for centuries there are still a handful of families that live in, in actually area. chernobyl yeah because chernobyl's power plant was in pripyat which is next like it shares yeah, yeah. It, their neighbors so all of pripyat went down and most of chernobyl so it's 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 evacuated except for i think 12 families 12 families still live there and i don't want to know what their radiation levels are, because that's a scary, scary thought. That it is. Yeah.
0: Another... Oh, hold up now. We got past the big words. I can come back in. Okay. The reason they filmed out there was because most superhero movies cause a lot of destruction, and it ends up becoming a big plot hole. Zack Snyder got tired of that, so he moved the big fight sequence where if things get destroyed, you don't have to explain it.
1: Yeah, it was sick listening to people moan and complain. Yeah.
0: But that finishes
1: off things you already know. <laughs> Alrighty, as you all know, we like to end this show with a corny or silly joke. I've been sneaking them in the last couple of weeks to maybe have a little bit less eye rolling from Alberto. But taking a page out of Gal Gadot's book... I'm just gonna own it. I like the corny joke. I'm going to tell the corny joke.
0: The stage is yours.
1: <laughs> but because you hate them so much, I thought you might like this one. It might at least get a begrudging chuckle out of you. Why is the Justice League better the, than the Avengers?
0: How much time you got?
1: <laughs> because it's marvelous. This, I don't think that works. It's marvel less, but it's also marvelous. It's a pun oh my goodness
0: so dumb
1: you know i've got to say a joke becomes decidedly less funny when you have to explain it
0: well i'm sorry okay but marvel i i saw a hyphen when you said it so it's okay it's marvel
1: less less
0: it's less it's less like that's you. You emphasize the wrong one. I know jokes. No, I am funny.
1: I, I purposely didn't do the emphasis because you're supposed to pick up on the pun of it all. It's marvelous.
0: Yeah, I read somewhere that said that puns were a higher level of comedy, and some people just don't get them. Really? Yep. Interesting. Yeah, kind of weird stuff that you find out on the internet.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. So. This brings us to the end of this week. Join us next week for the exciting conclusion of season one. Oh my gosh.
0: See, you're excited. I'm kind of sad. Last Batman movie. Well, last Batman movie of this season. Where we watch Batman. Wait, the Lego Batman movie?
1: Yeah, I think it's the Lego Batman Batman movie. yeah. Yeah,
0: but it's Lego Batman CGI movie released a year after the theatrical release of the Justice League, or four years
1: before the Justice League, whichever one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's totally. So, we are going to watch this middle movie. We're just gonna call it the middle movie. i think it's the last thing. or the middle, second last. Oh, we're gonna watch the baloney in the middle of the sandwich.
0: We out.